Well, good morning, everyone. This is Charmina, the finisher, and I'm your greeting this morning. Anyone on the call would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. <laughs> Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday to you, too. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you so much. You, too. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tormina the Finisher. Anyone else just joined the call would like to say good morning? Good morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning, Karina. Good morning to you. How are you, Pam? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I so appreciate you. I appreciate you too. How's mom? She's um she's doing a little bit better. So thank you so much for the prayers and um thoughts. It really, really means a lot. Yes, yes, yes. You're quite welcome. You have a blessed and awesome day, okay? Thank you. You too, Tarina. Thank you. Good morning, Tarina and family. This is Bubbly. Happy Tuesday. Hi, Bubbly. Hi, Bubbly. How was your celebration yesterday? Oh, wow. It was was really nice. Thank you so much for asking. And your procedure went well? Yeah. It went well. I still have to wait for um, results, and then we have to do a biopsy after that. So just continue to keep me in your prayers. I love you. I still appreciate you as well. Okay. Will do. Will do. You have a great day, buddy. You too, girl. Thank you. Love you, girl. Love you, Good morning. Have a blessed day, okay? You too. Thank you. Morning, Trina. Trina, it's Didi. Love you. Thank you for Good just morning. who you are. We just really appreciate you, sis. Know that you are appreciated. Oh, thank you so much, Didi. Love you. Good morning, Trina. This is Stephanie. Sister Stephanie calling in. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Sister Stephanie. You have a blessed day. Thank you. Good morning, Trina. This is Jubilant. Good morning, Jubilant. Good morning. <laughs> nice to hear your sound this morning. <laughs> nice to hear yours, too. <laughs> okay, you have a blessed day. Trina, Trina <clears throat> Didi, I'm sorry. I wanted to put in a prayer for just a mental, uh, for God to just protect the minds of there's so many people that are 
battling with um, it's spiritual warfare, I know, but just the, the prayer warrior could just cover that part in their prayer. Okay, Thanks. I got it. Uh huh. You're welcome. Good morning, Serena. This is Sister Stephanie um, again. I wanted to know if I can put a prayer in for a family. Um, I don't want to say her name. But um, the family just lost um, a relative on a motorcycle accident um, day before yesterday um, to survive him as a wife and a 16 and a 19-year-old child. And um, the family is grieving. If you can put a a prayer in for um, blessings for them, I'd appreciate it. Okay. I got it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Termina the Finisher. Anyone else just join the call would like to say good morning? Yes, good morning. This is Sylvia. Good morning to you. Good morning. I have a prayer request. I want to pray for um, a woman uh, whose son just passed away yesterday. He actually was a patient of mine. Um, I'm not going to say any names. I just ask that you pray for the family. Thank you. Okay. Will do. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, and you? I'm great. Have a great day today. You too. Thank you. Good morning. This is Inez. Good morning, Inez. This is your first time? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't heard your voice. But thanks for calling in. Been on here for a couple weeks now. Oh, great, great, great. Great. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Good morning. Go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, 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 I'm done. This is Sister Tracy. Yes, good morning, everyone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Good morning. <laughs> Happy Tuesday to you. You have a blessed day. Do the same. Okay, I'm going ahead and get started this morning. Before I do, please, everyone, check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Hello, my name is Trina, the finisher, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer called and meets Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to continue joining us daily in March where our monthly theme is titled Direction. This means that all of our declaration will be regarding receiving direction from the Lord. There is one announcement today. Please join us for TNT Bible Study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight right here on this call from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. There is no prayer request from the app, but I have three spoken prayer requests. And the first one is from Didi. Please pray for the mental health of each and every person. The second one is from Sister Stephanie, praying for the family that lost a relative from the motorcycle accident. And the third one is from Sister Sylvia, um, praying for the, a family that had, the son has passed away. Please 
uh, pray for all three. The order of the card is prayer and a corporate praise is Juliet, declaration, Eric. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by the Clare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise, Juliet, declaration, Eric. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by the Clare. The scripture for today is 1 Thessalonians 5, 15 through 16. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until the structure come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer word, Juliet. Jesus love you, and so do I. Have a blessed and safe day, everyone. Oh, Lord, your love is so amazing. Amazing to me. Oh, Lord, your love is so amazing. Amazing to me. Jesus, your love is so amazing. Amazing to me, Father, your love is so amazing, amazing to me. I want to thank you for your love. Heavenly Father, we just want to just thank you this morning for waking us up bright and early. It's a beautiful day. Lord, before the sun has even risen, Lord, we just want to thank you and just glorify you, Lord, for life, health, and strength, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that joy, Lord, that comes in the morning, Lord. We thank you for being a bright morning star. We thank you for being a wheel in the middle of the wheel, Lord. We thank you for being our very present help in time of trouble, Lord. Lord, we can count on you, Father God. You say your word would not come back to you void, Father God. We can count on you, God. You said to cast our cares upon you, Lord. You are the beginning and the end, Father God. You have the final say, Lord. You already know, Father God, how this thing is going to play out. And you tell us we can rest and have confidence in that. Oh, God, you are so amazing. We can't even fathom the many ways that you have protected us, even through the night. Thank you for your legion of angels, Lord, that have encamped around us, Lord. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for your son, Jesus, who laid his life down for us because he loves us so much. We thank you, Lord, just for your heart, Lord. That even though we have uh, been out there and we have turned against you on many occasions, Lord, that your love is consistent. You said nothing and no one can separate us from your love. Your love is so amazing. It's awesome. Lord, you're just beautiful, Father God. And it's beautiful to know that you love us, Father God. 
with all our frailties, with all our mistakes, Lord, you love us, Lord. Thank you that you said no one can snatch us from your hand. God, I just love you. I just love you, God. I could talk to you about anything, Father God. You are our closest friend, Lord. I thank you and I just praise you, Lord, for our life, this life, Father God. Father God, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, that we were able to wake up, Lord, wiggle our toes, shake our head, Lord, get up and go to the restroom. These things we take for granted, but Lord, it didn't have to happen that way. But I thank you and I praise you, Father God. I just thank you and I praise you, Lord, just for, you know, our being our blessed hope, Lord. Being our strength, Lord, we need, Lord. Being those footprints in the sand, Lord, we feel like we can't just, we can't go on any further, Lord. I thank you, Lord. God, you're so good to us, Lord. I ask, Lord, in a special way that you continue, Lord, to create in us a clean heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit within us, Father God, a right way of living, a right way of thinking, a right way of acting, a right way of loving, Lord, because we don't know how to love. You are the ultimate expression of love because the word says that you are love. And the only way we can learn to love is that we is that we press into you. Give us a desire to press in, Lord, to you. Father, I ask that you continue to to, to chisel away at these these stony hearts. Lord, give us hearts of flesh, Father God. Lord, I'm asking, Lord, that you continue to take the layers of just continue to strip away the layers of these these wicked hearts. You said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only you know our hearts. That innermost, the innermost thoughts, our innermost being, Father God. You know what we'll do at any moment. You've already seen it happen, Father God. So, Lord, we, we ask, Lord, that you come in and just have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our minds, Father God. Tell us you, that you would keep us in perfect peace as our minds stay upon you. Help us to trust you, Father God, when we can't trace your hand. Help us to stay steady on that, the surety, Lord, that you are a rock and our foundation. There's no one else but you, God. There's no one else. There's no one else we could depend on but you. Everything else is like, like shifting sand, you said, but you're solid. Thank you for being that wall of fire protection, Lord, guarding our minds from all the, the, the negativity in this world, Father God. So I'm asking, Lord, that you continue to give us strength, Lord, and forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings, Lord. Help us to, to be quick to, to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. As we go through our day, help us to remember that a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger, Father God. Help us remember that we are agents of love, Father God, and that you, you have made us of a chosen generation of royal priesthood. Lord, let us remember that we're ambassadors as we walk out in this world today. Lord, I just thank you and I just praise you, God. I, I lift up right now these who oh, those that are going through mental challenges right now. It, yeah, this world is crazy. There's a lot of stuff going on. But you tell us to keep our minds stayed upon you. So I'm asking, Lord, you would give them that perfect peace, Lord, as they keep their minds stayed upon you, Lord. I'm asking, Lord, that as we, being the agents that we are, Lord, the aliens that we are, move from here and there to and fro, that we bring that peace with us, Lord. 
So when we find somebody that's challenged with a mental health issue, Father God, that we pray and that, and that Lord, we allow you to speak through us as we speak to them. That our words be of, of that of life and not of destruction. And Lord, I lift up those that have lost loved ones, particularly the one that lost a loved one on the motorcycle and the other one that was a patient, Father God. Be with the families, Lord. I know it's, it's hard, Father God. Everybody has to go through their process, Lord. But as they are going through that process, Lord, would you lift them up? Would you carry them over this threshold of pain? As you did for me so many times and so many of us on this line, Father God, we can attest that your love is good and it's fair and that you love us. And each one of us has gone through some kind of challenge, but you've got us through it. You've got us through it, and we're so thankful and so grateful, God, to just like you did it for us. We know you're doing it for them, Lord. So I'm asking, Lord, that you be their comfort, Lord, as they go through this. Be their guide. Uh, be their caretaker as they're going through these challenges, Lord. Most of all, be their strength, Lord. So, Lord, I'm just thanking you and praising you for this opportunity to be with my brothers and sisters as we lift up in, in praise and prayer. In adoration, the name of Jesus, let us collectively, everyone take your phone off mute and let us just praise God for this day, this day, March 23rd, Tuesday. We thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you Thank Thank you. 
Let the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, Lord. And I ask that you continue to be with each prayer, prayer, prayer warrior, Lord, each person on this line. Continue to bless each family, Father God, and continue, Lord, to just cover them, Father God, in your love. Saturate them, Lord, with, with your love. And I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. As I pass a call, amen. Amen. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Good morning, God. Morning. Great morning. Uh, it is my profound privilege to come to you this morning, Tuesday, March 23rd. In the year of our Lord, 2021, uh, before I start, first of all, I'd like to uh, give thanks to Tarina, the finisher, for doing the, the, the great job that you always do in opening up. Uh, I want to thank my beautiful, talented, compassionate, fine wife, uh, Juliet, um, who is my biggest supporter. Uh, my better half, she is the cream in my coffee, the icing on my cake, the filling in my pie. <clears throat> thank you, um, thank you, my wife, for for preparing the room and setting the atmosphere with your prayer. Um, once again, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Eric, aka Brother E. And I want to come to you today. Uh, this month we've been talking about direction. Uh, be but before you must start, I want to take a time once again to employ you to practice the mute ministry. So look down at your phone right now, wherever you're at, whether you're home or you might be walking around somewhere, whether you got your mobile phone or whatever. Just look right down. Check real quick and make sure that your phone is on mute. Uh, the reason why we say this is that uh, this call is being recorded. We want to protect the integrity of the call, but also we want to make sure that the speaker is not distracted. So if you could just take a moment, and I'm going to give you a, a minute to look down at your phone. Make sure it's muted. Okay, I want to thank you for that. All right, so, so this month we've been talking about direction. You've been hearing some very, very fine declarations. Um, so I, I, I want to tell you a little, little something about myself, first of all. I um church boy, born and raised in the Pentecostal faith, uh, in the oldest Pentecostal, oldest uh, incorporated denomination, and you don't find too many of them over here in the uh, West Coast, uh, but in the East Coast, uh, it's called the United Holy Church of America. It is the sister, the official sister church of the Church of God in Christ. So when you look at Church of God in Christ, you look at Fire Baptized Holiness, Church of God, all of those Pentecostal, the daddy of them all is the United Holy Church of America, in which I was uh, an established member. 
Okay, somebody got their phone off mute. I hear some background noise. Look down at your phone. Please mute your phone. Whoever's doing something or working in the kitchen or walking, please look down at your phone and mute it. Please mute your phone. Somebody, everybody who's in there, who's listening to the sound of my voice, whatever you're doing, look down and mute your phone. I'm still hearing background noise. Thank you. And so I, I, I want to tell you um, that I wrestled with this word because I, I want to tell you that this is a word of encouragement, but it's not going to be entirely a feel-good word. The reason why I started off with, with telling you what denomination I've grown up in is that even though I'm no longer a, a member of the Pentecostal slash charismatic slash non-denominational <clears throat> faith, I have seen some doctors in the last 10 to 15 years that have come into uh, my beloved denomination that has caused us it caused one part of, of, of the church, one part of God's body, to sometimes stray from the direction. And a lot of these teachings are not biblical. A lot of these teachings are rooted on a misunderstanding of God's word, a misunderstanding of how the word is applied in the Bible, whether it's the word of faith all the way to the course of heaven. These are Doctrines that are literally not biblical. And so while sometimes, and I think sometimes, and, and, and there are those of you that may subscribe to these doctrines, and I want to tell you this, that while having a belief or supporting this doctrine does not necessarily mean that you're going to hell, no. But Following these doctrines can cause us in some places to stray, to lose our direction, corporately as well as individually. See, Isaiah 50, 53 and 6 says this, that all we are like sheep that have gone astray. All of us at one time or, or another. And you're probably asking me, what does this have to do? And, and, and I'm, I'm getting to my declaration. Is that when we do not follow the direction, when we follow our own direction, when we follow man's direction, that we can stray. But I'm here to give you a comforting thought. That even though we stray, there's always a shepherd there in our midst that is willing, that is able to set us on the right path. So if I was to have a title for this declaration, it would be, if you want to go in the right direction, you got to follow the shepherd. And so as you've already noticed, I've made this alliteration or this uh, uh, this uh, comparison 
of us to to sheep. And 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 when you look in the gospels, you've seen Jesus uses from time to time comparing us to sheep. Why would uh, Jesus compare us to sheep? Well, back in the biblical times, in the Old Testament, uh, shepherds were a noble profession. In fact, if you study God's word, you will see that every patriarch, every important man of God started out or at one time was a shepherd. The father of our faith, Abraham, was a shepherd. Cain, the first person who lost his life in the Bible, was a shepherd. Isaac was a shepherd. Jacob was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. And there's something about being being a shepherd that I guess God was preparing them to deal with the flock or to deal with, with, with the people who may not necessarily be altruistic in their directions, but sometimes in their immaturity would be selfish and, be, and would be prone to stray. And I dare say that all of us at one time or other tend to stray. I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story about a young man who was in the Air Force and at one time found himself on a trip to the Holy Land to see, uh, to work out um, along with the United States Air Force to work in a joint operation with the Israeli Air Force. And so he found himself in the company of this commander, call him Joseph. And so uh, they were doing an exercise, and one of the exercises was was that um, they had to clear a house or, or to clear a compound from enemies to make sure that the compound was safe for the troops to come in. And so in order to clear a compound, you have to send an armed group of soldiers in, and they, they go in, they check check out every place, you know what I'm saying, every place that the enemy might hide in, check and see if there are any, any bombs, any booby traps, any contraptions. And, and once the place is clear, then the troops can come in. And so before he would do this exercise, the, the, the commander would say two words in Hebrew, Iraq, Shalak. And then, then you know, uh, uh, the, the Israeli uh, 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 commandos would go in and they would clear the house. Very efficient. So, you know, after seeing this a couple of times, after hearing him, his, his command, I would say, I would ask him, what does that mean? And he said to me, simply prepare the table. I was like, wow, okay, prepare the table. So I asked him, what do you mean by prepare the table? Because being a uh, Christian myself, prepare the table brought in mind Psalms 23, the fifth verse to be, uh, uh, in fact, thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so when I talked to this man, and told him, you know, what it reminded me of, he, he began to, to laugh. Um, and he began to let me know that uh, even though he was a Jewish, he was a Messianic Jew. 
Now, Messianic Jew is, is, a, uh, is a Jew that also believes in, 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 in Jesus being the Messiah. So he was a Christian Jew. He further revealed to me that he was also come from a family of shepherds. And so that his family of shepherds, he came from generations of shepherds and generations of shepherds. And so he began to tell me that his his command prepared a table indeed came from Psalms 2023. 20, so I asked him, so but what does preparing the table have to do with clearing out a place of enemies so that your troops can come in and be safe? And here is where he began to explain to me the text we're going to go through today. Psalms 23. It is a text that, that is well known. Psalms 23 is a text that has been called one of the most inspirational texts in the Bible. They say this is a text that most of us know by memory. So I want to read with that, and we're going to break this down. Because as he began to reveal to me a shepherd, he gave to me a shepherd's eye of what Psalm 23 is. And a lot of times when we deal with God's word, sometimes we need to strip it down. We need to strip it down to, to, to his original intent and his original meaning before we can build it up to a, a place to where it applies to us in this lifetime. Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me on a path of righteousness for righteousness' sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalms 23. And so, I want to go with you, and I want to show you once again that this psalm is not about primarily about the shepherd, which is about the sheep. It's about what the shepherd does to the sheep. And as he began to explain to me, Commander Joseph, what this psalm meant as a shepherd, it began to open up my eyes to, 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 to this, not only this word, but to what God really, really, really does for his flock. Once again, if you want to go in the right direction, you got to follow the shepherd. So let us begin with, first of all, Psalms 23 is not an allegory, but when you look at Psalms 23, in its essence, it is about a day in the life of sheep. First, let's start off with the shepherd. 
hopefully I can teach today. The shepherd, before he goes out and before he takes his sheep out, he prepares himself for the journey. And Psalm 23 encompasses a whole day in which the, the shepherd takes the sheep out, he feeds the sheep, he walks the sheep, and he brings the sheep back into the safety of the fold. First of all, the shepherd prepares himself. The instruments that the shepherd will use throughout the day. A small pouch in which he puts his food and everything that he needs. There is a sling that the shepherd carries and, you, and what he uses to sling stones either to frighten away uh, uh, um, predators or to startle the sheep back into, uh, into the right path. Now we all know about the sling. So you start to see, understand why David, originally a shepherd, had a sling with him. He carries a rod, rod which is a three-foot uh, uh, path, a uh, three-foot uh, long stick, usually with uh, 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 embedded with some type of nails or a sharp serrated uh, edge on it, which allows him to fight off uh, predators like a lion or a bear, but it's also used to count the sheep. The sheep pass underneath it at the end of the day. We'll get back to that part. His staff, which is a long stick that he uses to lean on, and it also has a crook or a curve at the end of it, he can also use to, 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 to roll uh, the ring around the sheep's neck to guide the sheep back into going, following into the right direction. He carries with him a ram's horn the old-time sheep, old-time shepherds, in which he created oil, which he carried oil. We'll get back to that one in a minute. So, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Very self-explanatory, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. See, because sheep do not do anything. But are offered as a sacrifice, and their wool is sheared off. But sheep are essentially they're not beasts of burden. She can't carry anything. Sheep can't serve the the shepherd. But sheep are valuable to the shepherd. But sheep left unto themselves, especially domesticated sheep would more likely perish if they could not find food. And so they had to be guided by the shepherd. They had to be directed by the shepherd. They had to be heard in the right direction for their food, their nurturing, their safety. And so the Lord is my shepherd. And because he is my shepherd, I don't have, I don't have to want for anything. Day one, in the morning, the shepherd wakes up the sheep. And he begins to take them out of the out of the fold, the fold in which the shepherd has has laid down in front of the doorway. Jesus, the great shepherd, said in the in the gospel, "I am the door." And so the shepherd calls the sheep out, 
And every flock knows their shepherd by his voice. And so you can have a flock of three or five or ten, and they may be all at one fold. But each shepherd can call to his sheep, and only his sheep will follow him. Why? Because they have a relationship with him. They know him. They trust him. And they know the sound of his voice. Jesus says, my sheep, sheep know me. They know my voice. And they follow me. So as the shepherd grounds off the sheep, he leads them to a pasture. Sheep usually eat early in the morning. And so the shepherd's job is to lead them to green pastures. After the sheep have eaten, it is the shepherd's job to make them lie down. Why is that important? Because sheep digest their food better when they're in the position of repose. The Lord is my shepherd, I should not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And so God knows when you are full. God knows when you are, are, are need to rest. And so he will lie us down to make sure that what we have, what we have uh, ingested will go through and will digest better. And so after, after the sheep have, have lied down, for amount of time the shepherd will then get them back up assemble them back and restart the journey so after you eat after the sheep eat they have to drink and so it is, and, and so, but sheep can't drink in anything because sheep are very easily spooked, okay? Um, they will jump at anything. And so sheep cannot drink, the shepherd will not lead the sheep because sheep cannot drink at a running water, a running brook. Why? Because running water tends to, to be kind of noisy, kind of fast, and that will spook the sheep, Number two, because if the sheep were to fall in into the water, it would become heavy because the wool would absorb the water and they would drown. Sheep can't also drink from puddles because puddles contain bacteria and the sheep can get infected. So it has to be clean water. So the job of the shepherd is to lead the sheep to still water, clean water, water that is not running, water that is not babbling, water that is not nor uh, noisy. He he leads me beside the still waters. You know, as we go through, as we go through. Uh, 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 our life 
we have a good shepherd that is there to calm us. That the good shepherd is there to provide us with ever living waters, waters that are not pure. I mean, waters that are not dirty, but waters that are pure. And it leads us into situations that, that we can be calm. He restores my soul. You see, after the sheep have eaten and they have uh, drank in the, in the cool of the morning, they're refreshed. They they are re-energized and they are ready to uh, go on the journey. And so begins the their journey up. The mountainside. He leads me. He leads me to the path of righteousness for His name's sake. And so the shepherd will lead the sheep on the right path, making sure that each sheep is on that path for the shepherd's name's sake. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. You see, because the shepherd is thoroughly invested in, 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 in his sheep and the ability of, of the shepherd to make sure that every one of those sheep are safe and are led back to the hold at the end of the day. His reputation, his character, his name is invested on his ability to make sure that every sheep is safe and well protected and well fed. And so the shepherd began to lead the sheep up the mountain, up the up the hill. And near's where the journey may get, because up the mountain, up the hill is not a straight pathway. Follow the path of righteousness. To follow the path may lead them into dark areas. A valley, maybe. A valley where it's dark and, and where there and where darkness is, they're most certainly likely likely to be predators. Things that go bump in the dark. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So while the sheep are going in the dark, all those sheep have excellent eyesight. Remember, sheep do not have natural defenses, and so they're very vulnerable to, to, to predators that may hide in the dark. But they're okay, because the sheep thoroughly trust the shepherd. And so they fear no evil that will come upon them. Because the shepherd is with them. The great shepherd who tells us as we walk through the dark times in our life, in dark situations, in the valley of the shadow of death. Where enemies may seek to get us, where the, the enemy may seek to take our lives. The shepherd is there always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And lo, I am with you always until the end of the age. And how does the shepherd protect his sheep? By 
by the two instruments I said earlier. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod used in defense against the enemies and the staff to make sure that we stay on the right path. And so after going through the valleys and the various things and staying on the path, they go to a place where it's flat. And here is where the sheep, at this time, the sun is high and the, and, and the rays began to beat down. And so to, and, and so to protect the sheep from the, from the harmful rays and from the heat of the sun, the shepherd has come to this part of the journey in which he, he, he leads them to a flat land, a plateau, which is usually shaded where the sheep can can lay down and be in comfort or 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 or, or, or be away from uh, uh the sun. And it's a flat land. And this is where Joseph began to tell me where he used to where he he got his phrase from. Now that flat land that the shepherds go to it's usually flat, usually circular in diameter, like a plateau. Back in the old days, they called it a table. And so before he would lead his lambs into the table, the shepherd goes around the perimeter of that flat land or that table, and he begins to prepare the place. How does he prepare the place? Well, the sheep, uh, the shepherd goes and he, he looks through any places to see if there are any predators that are hiding behind anywhere. He also goes and he, and he picks up, he plucks the plants that may be considered poisonous to the sheep, that may cause the sheep to be sick. And he makes a full circuit. And once he has prepared the table and makes sure that the enemies won't come, he leads his sheep into that table or that plateau where they can rest from the sun, where they can lay down and they can be comfortable in the shade before they start their journey back. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now, even to some of the predators he may not, he may not have seen, but there's none that will come to the perimeter and those that will have to face the shepherd. Now, remember, I told you what the shepherd carried on among him. Now, during this journey, sheep, sometimes they stray. A lot of times the sheep may, may, may uh, uh, um, get burnt by the sun while they're making their way up the mountain. A lot of times the sheep will will um will wander into the bush or the thorn areas. Now sheep does not have enough intelligence to extract extract themselves from the thorns. And so the sheep will stay in there and it will bleat or it will cry out for the shepherd. And so the shepherd must come and take the sheep out of the thorns. And that way he carries in his ram's, uh, ram's horn oil to anoint the sheep. And this oil serves two purposes. It helps, um, it helps the, the wounds. 
It helps clean the wounds. It helps uh, the wounds heal. And it also repels the flies. Thou anointest my head with oil. And so at this point of the journey, the sheep have been fed. They, they've drunk. They have walked the way. They've gone through the valleys. They've gone up the mountain. They're on the plateau. They have, they have crested the most difficult part of the journey. And the shepherd has allowed them to rest. And in this rest, they are energized. They, they are ready to go down because the rest of the journey is all downhill. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup overfloweth. The sheep have all they needed. Besides that, they have an abundance because the shepherd has blessed them. And as they began to go back down towards the fold, the sun is going down. They have left the table. They're going back down. The journey is downwards, so it's much easier. And as they enter into the fold, they are followed by the shepherd. And sometimes the shepherd has, has, uh, has, has dogs. Nowadays, most shepherds carry what they call sheepdogs. And the sheepdogs will run among the flock and make sure the flock is going to the right direction. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The shepherd follows his sheep. The Holy Spirit is within the flock, making sure that the sheep stay, helping the shepherd, a helper, the Holy Spirit. Sheep who stay with the shepherd very rarely go to another flock. But they live, they breathe, and they die in the house of that shepherd. They do not make their own way. But they go into the direction of the shepherd. And that's Psalm 23. And as he began to speak that into me, I began to see that how my life, a day in the life of Eric, I wake up. It's not me who woke me up, but it is the voice of my shepherd that calls me. That he leads me through the day. That he makes sure that I'm safe, that I'm well fed. And in the dark days of my life, in the dark areas of that moment, I know that God is there with me, that he will fight my battles for me, that his rod will make sure that I stay in the right direction, and that he's always clearing the table, preparing the table. He's always clearing a place for me so that I can rest and I can be secure and knowing that my enemies will not hurt me because God is always on guard, and that in the final days of my journey, I know will know and always have known that the goodness and the gracious of mercy of God will follow me. And because I know the name and because I know the voice of my shepherd, 
I will continue to follow him, and I will continue to dwell in his fold. Another shine I follow, prayerfully, for the rest of my life. And that's my declaration. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the word you have given us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for being that good shepherd, Lord, who will lay down his life for his sheep. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for guiding us, Lord, through the journey, through our walk. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for fighting enemies on our behalf. Lord, we thank you for the sustenance that you give us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for, for what you have provided for us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us even more than we, than we ever need. We thank you, Lord, because you said you've come that we might have life and life more abundantly. And so, Lord, we will continue, Lord, as we dwell in your house. We give you praise, Lord, and honor in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. All right. This is now the time of, 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 of the call where uh, if you came in late and you want to say uh, hello, be acknowledged, uh, now's the time to do it. So holler at it, brother. Good morning, Brother E. It's Pretty Patrice. Wonderful declaration. Thank you. Morning, Pretty Patrice. My man of God. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, brother? <laughs> Great Thank you, Mona. You know, I have to hit with the yo. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yes. Good morning, brother. Miss B. Awesome declaration. Good morning. I'm so glad we all have shepherds. Amen. Amen to that. Good morning. Good morning. This is Christina here in Atlanta. That was amazing. I'm speechless. That was just so good. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning. It's Monica. Great declaration. Thank you, Monica. Good morning to you. Good morning, Brother E. It's Rochelle. Great teaching on this triumphant Tuesday. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too, Rochelle. Good morning, Brother Eric. This is Moni. Good morning, sis. How you doing? I'm doing good. God bless you. Anybody else? Yes, your baby sister, Didi. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for that. I was dozing off, but then I had to really listen to your sound and um, one of my passages broke down Psalm 23rd before, and it's kind of reminding me of what you said that um, military sent. So I love you. Thank you for this morning. All right. Okay. Thank you, sis. Good morning, Miss Leonia. Great declaration this morning. Thank you, Leonia. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Okay, before we enter into uh, 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 Love, Life, and Fellowship, I just want to say that this is a stripped-down version, and, and, and 
what I, I what my intent was to do was to give you the original e- in, intent. Um, uh, it really, like I said, it really opened my eyes to to, to hear it from from a uh, Hebrew shepherd uh, who who worked in the line of David, and really <clears throat> he could he could uh, he could really relate to what David was talking about. Um, but I also say in our journey. Uh, we start off as, as sheep. At times, we are full, fully dependent, and and we're uh, uh, as clueless as sheep. But I want to say this: it's not a mature relationship. It's not a very mature relationship with God. Yes, we are sheep. Yes, we wander. Yes, we seek comfort. Our goals are not much beyond a food and a, a comfortable place to lay down or drink. As sheep, sometimes we, we, we are selfish, but God cares for us. And God's relation to us, uh, us is, is focused on keeping us self and well-fed. But I want to encourage you and to also know that this is not the ideal relationship to God. There's a higher, there's a more meaningful relationship to him. We start off as sheep. And in and, 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 and our walk, there are always going to be times where we are sheep, but we're more than sheep. We are human beings that are created in the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are aware, right? We battle our enemies. We defeat them with the help and strength and the confidence that God provides for us. Sometimes we stray. God needs to shepherd us back to where we are supposed to be. But as we mature in our relationship, he empowers us and he gives us responsibility. And so I'm so thankful to a, to a God and, 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 and Jesus talked about the lost sheep. Uh, and if you want to read it, the parable of the lost sheep is in Matthew 18, um, verses 10 to 14, which, in which, Jesus compares himself as the shepherd who leaves the 99 and searches for that one lost sheep. So that's encouragement for, for those who, of us who are not on, in, going in the right direction, those of us who are strayed, those of us who are lost. Not only us, maybe not us. Maybe it's a son or daughter. Maybe it's a niece or nephew. Maybe it's a brother. Maybe even one of our parents. That God is, is the shepherd that is constantly searching. You know, he don't need to worry about it the 99. They're already in the right direction. They've been fed and cared for and, 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 and mature, and they know their relationship to the shepherd. But there is that one. And so when we pray, when we intercede, you know what I'm saying, you can be encouraged that Jesus is always the good shepherd that will go. Go through the dangers. Go to where that lost sheep is at. You don't wait for the lost sheep to come to him. But he goes to the point where that lost sheep is, whether it's in a crack house, whether it's a homeless on the side of the railroad, whether it's in an abusive relationship, whether it's in a place of, 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 of self-denial, whether it's in a place of where, that, where that sheep uh, may even want to take their own life, that the shepherd is constantly looking and coming back for that sheep. So let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Psalm 23rd. Any questions, any comments? The line is open. Hello, this is Sister Sylvia. Thank you for that great declaration. Um, you presented it so 
eloquently. Like I've never heard anyone break down the 23rd Psalm like that to where anybody, even a kindergartner could have followed that. Um, if only every uh, minister, every teaching could be that way where people who are, you know, not as, um, you know, certain about the Bible can understand that was just so plain and simple. The way that you broke that down, it just completely made sense. And it was just rejuvenating to hear how that psalm, of, you know, directs us as sheep. And, you know, so it was just, I just want to thank you for the declaration. I want to go back and listen to it and be able to follow it with the scripture and just digest it for myself because it was just that profound the way that you presented it. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, Sister Sylvia. God bless you. Hey, baby. Awesome decoration as as always. And I'm always in awe of how God downloads the word to you. Um, I'm the thing two things I'm really tripping off of is when you talk about the oil. I've never heard it broken down like that as far as the oil, how it helps the helps to heal the wounds, but also repels the flies. And when I thought about that, you know how God says, you know, he anoints us. We were anointed with his oil, which is the Holy Spirit, and how when you think about repelling the flies, think about all the naysayers, you know, the demons, how, you know, it's an irritant when, you know, when God has his hand, when he's put his anoint his anointing oil on us. And, you know, so we walk, um, we, that's why we can walk with confidence, because that oil repels the spirit. Uh, the the antichrist from you know really penetrating and um the other thing that really got to me is when you talked about um the sheep dog and i thought about that how you know it goes he sends a dog and the dog gathers and then you said something about the holy spirit and i said the holy spirit to me represents like what you're saying is that holy spirit is the one that is keeping us, keeping the flock together. You know, he sent peace. I sent you a comforter. I sent you a helper. And, and, and that's what the sheepdog represents to me, the, the Holy Spirit, keeping us, you know, on the right track, keeping us within the fold. So it was awesome, babe. I'm like, uh, I think it was Sylvia. I'm like her. I had to go back and listen to it again because it was broken down so well. Hey, brother. Can you hear me? Hello? We hear you. I think Brother E, though. Oh, okay. Brother E? Okay. Well, I'll wait till he gets back on this. It's Dee Dee. That's Psalm 23. Oh, I, I just encourage you all to read the whole thing and read it in different versions because it is really a deep. This is so light. It's life, actually. <laughs> Brother E? Yes, yes. I'm I'm here. I'm sorry, my phone went out. Oh no, no. I was just this is your sister Didi, and I just was um just this this Psalm twenty three has just always been um it's just giving me a peace as I've grown because I used to fear death. I used to fear like I would be tormented at night as a young child. I can remember just waking up crying and I remember one of the Sunday school teachers, I think it was my aunt, she was talking about the dark, like because I feared the dark as well, but the fourth part of the 23rd Psalms is, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Fear will just 
oh my God, it will just it will it will paralyze you if you don't understand who the shepherd is. So I again, brother, I thank you for this. But the fourth part of it, and and like I was sharing with the family that I have it in so many different versions because it says even when I walk through the darkest valley. I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. So I've always felt felt protection when I really just, you know, I'm feeling fearful and things are going on in those valleys, you know, because we go through things. So, again, I just appreciate you for what, what you shared this morning. I love you to life. Thank you, bro. You're welcome, little sis. Yeah, that's, that's, that's. You know, one of the things I, I think about that, you know, in the darkest part, uh, uh, sheep may, may know only but one thing, but, you know, they acknowledge the presence of, of, of the shepherd. And, you know, like, like I said, sheep are very easily um, spooked. How does most like us? And, you know, you know, and I'm not saying everybody has the same fear. You know, because I might have I might have a fear of something you might think, oh, it ain't, ain't nothing but a, a small thing. But you know, uh, and I remember Dion used to always say, you know, that fear can make make you know look like a, 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 a when you're looking down, the shadow looks like a looks like a lion coming, and then you know when 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 you get into the light, you is is nothing but a, a a little kitten, you know, and and so you know it takes a shepherd to to guide us to that light, you know what I'm saying? And one of the things about the journey of the sheep is that they don't stay in the valley, okay? It's part of the journey. Okay, it's part of the sea. It's sometimes we may go through seasons of darkness and gloom, but we don't stay in there because the shepherd always uh, takes us out. It's only part of the journey. We always have to remember that and take and take solace that in the darkness. You know, and I I, I just wanted to comment on my wife. She, she showed excellent insight um, about the about the oil. How many times do we get ourselves uh, into thorny situations? You know, we do something that's stupid. We say something that's stupid. We find ourselves in, in, in thorny relationships or or, or, or or something that that uh, we can't get out of. You know, and we or we just stupidly stay in those things, and because we don't know how to get out, and 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 we and we could do nothing but just cry out to, to the shepherd. You know, but the shepherd never rebukes the sheep. Because the shepherd knows that the sheep is going to get into things like that. God knows we're going to get into in, 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 in situations like that. Because we're sinful beings. We don't have the knowledge and the insight of God. We don't have the infinite wisdom. I don't care how 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 much you've walked with God. There are going to be things that you get into. They'd be like, how did I get in my, how did I get into this? And then you can do nothing but cry out for the Lord. But God is always there to reanoint that oil and to heal our wounds, and and like my wife says, you know, it's it's, it's the anointing that 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 repels the the irritants. And when I'm anointed with God, you know, things don't bother me like they used to. You know what I'm saying? Our naysayers, you know, those Facebook trolls, those those people who always got something negative to say, those people who just don't like your spirit, who are who are always opposing you. When you are on the anointing of the oil, those things don't bother you no more. You're able to repel them. Thank, thank you both, um, um, Julia and Didi, for, for your comments. Uh, anybody else? Brother E, it's Moni. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. Good morning again. Good morning. Um, well, between you and your wife this morning, I 
she just brought, she just like ushered in this peace and comfort. She just like opened these floodgates and I could see peace and comfort in the spirit. And then you following her just brought this in your voice. I could hear this firmness that we needed to hear this morning. So both of you guys, I want to thank you both for blessing us this morning the way that you have. Um, I'm really hoping that everybody else felt the same thing too. Um, I want to thank you for breaking down um, Psalm 23. Uh, this this psalm is actually very near and dear to me. Uh, when I was a baby Christian, um, I think sometime maybe around the year 2000, I don't even remember. Um, uh, that, that verse, I, I was walking through the church halls, I remember, and um, I don't know why, but I was looking on the ground. And I remember the church that I went to, it just had a lot of hallways. And the church was very clean, you know, nothing on the floors. And, and I was just walking, looking on the floor. And I, I came across one of those little cards. They're like little post-it cards, card stock, uh, um, little hand-sized cards. And I, I reached to the ground and I, I, I picked it up. And I turned it around and that verse was written out clearly for me. It was crazy because back then I didn't understand really that verses speak to us. And I didn't really understand that God talks to us through his verses. And I didn't really know how to apply verses to my life back then. And I picked it up and I said, hmm, I really don't know what this means, but I think I need to keep it because there's nothing else on this floor. I'm here alone. I'm walking through these holes and I picked this verse up. Like God must be trying to say something to me, but I'll figure it out later. Right. So I really didn't know what to do with that verse. But later on, the Lord began to unfold that verse for me and really began to speak to me through that. Um, I had had a, a question burning inside of me and he used this verse to guide me. Um, and lo and behold, as I found out through the years, this verse actually spoke to my life, my whole life. Because if there was no other verses in the Bible, but this very verse alone, this, this, this only psalm alone to speak to us from God, this verse alone speaks magnitudes to each and every one of us about how the Lord feels about us, about his grace, his love toward us, his plans toward us. This, this this whole psalm is beautiful, and and it reminds me of the uh, the Deuteronomy thirty one six. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We belong to Him. No matter how far we we may go, He's gonna leave everybody. He's gonna leave the ninety nine and come for us because we belong to Him. We are marked. He chose us. <clears throat> and no matter how, no matter how difficult life might get, and no matter how far away you might feel from God, He'll never leave us, and He will never forsake us, and He'll always guide us, and He'll always direct us. And when we think we can't hear from Him, and we can't, we, we're not getting direction. What do we do? He's not talking to us. Sometimes He has to say. The teacher has to stay silent during the exam. So this is, I, I want to thank you for bringing this this one because we need, we may have heard it 
so from from so many different people and uh, throughout our, our our journey and and it just didn't sound the same as it sounds coming from you right now at this day and age at this time this reminder we needed to hear it from you brother eric and i love you for bringing this to us this morning thank you for feeding us and and i pray that god pour back into you what you've given out to us this morning to bring us one step closer to the lord thank you Oh, thank you, sis. Wow, that was beautiful. You, oh my you, God. you said, you said a mouthful. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's wonderful to know. Um, when you know what you know, when you, you, you know how much the, the shepherd, you know, loves us in that relationship. You know, Joseph told me that as a shepherd, you know, most shepherds <clears throat> have an intimate relationship with every one of their sheep. In fact, he says shepherds name their sheep. They each 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 lamb has a uh, has an individual name that the shepherd knows. And I thought about that song, Tasha Cobb. He knows my name. Isn't it wonderful to know that the shepherd knows your name? You're not just a a, a faceless a uh, a uh, 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 sheep in in a flock, but that like like Moni says that you know if you get lost, uh, um, the shepherd is, is coming to find you. He's gonna leave everybody else. He's gonna make sure it is safe. But then he's gonna leave there just to find that one sheep. And it reminded me, I forgot, that the rod also serves as a protector. But at the end of the day, as the sheep go into the fold, they have to pass underneath the shepherd's rod. And this is how he counts his sheep. And so the rod serves as 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 counted. And I say that to, to encourage you that you are counted. That in that great getting up day morning, when we when we enter into that into into the joy and the glory of the Lord, we are counted. That you are among Hallelujah. the you are you are among the, the the flock, and that God knows you and that He has counted you. Praise be to God, Lord. You can't get happy on that. You can't get happy with nothing else. That I am one in the, I'm 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 in the number. I'm not just a I'm just not a number, but God knows my name. That God God knows the hairs on my head. He knows cell in my body. We are counted. Thank you for that, Moni. That was beautiful. Anybody else? Hey, Eric, this is Tanya. I was on the edge of my seat as you described, as you broke down Psalms 23. Incredible. I mean, I I ditto everything people have said, but the impact um, that I felt as you shared this morning was just um it was just nothing but the anointing of god you 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 taught flat footed from a place of authority that was just over the top to me um and while I was waiting with bated breath with every single i don't know if you would call it stanza or a different phase of the journey um I got sidetracked with a thought as you, but literally I envisioned 
like I envisioned the sheep. I envisioned the like it was amazing. Like it came to life to me. So um, thank you for that. But as you were, I, I was really really interested in the um, preparing the table part um, because you you did such an amazing job with connecting um, the sharing Psalms 23 with an expert, a subject matter expert who was not only was not only a Jew who believed in Jesus, but came from a line of shepherds. Who would have thought, you know, um, you being in the Air Force, this would happen. So I got slightly distracted when you started to talk about the preparing the table, because that's what I was waiting for. So if you could break that down a little bit more. And you also mentioned about traditions, too. Um, and I was hoping that you were going to talk about that a little bit a um, little bit more. And then lastly, um, I absolutely agree with you about the misinterpretations of scripture that happen so frequently. And I think about God and how amazing he is and he loves us, even though uh, we we probably misquote the scripture very often because we read it through Western eyes. This is one of the things that I'm, I'm in the process of uploading, uh, not uploading, but sharing a book that I read that is a, a, an eye-opener we we read the bible from a westernized culture but we forget or maybe some of us don't even know that these experiences that Jesus had and so many others is is is, is from a middle eastern culture and so some of the things some of the words that are used phrases what have you that are used in the bible we take them and interpret them from a westernized culture and we get the wrong understanding and so that's why it's important not to just take a scripture and read it and run with that. You've got to look for the context. What is the what was the time period? What was the context? What was the, you know, what what, what was happening during that time period to get a to get the true meaning of the scripture? Oh my God, I could go on and on and on, but um, I I am I'm gonna post this book that I read that really helped me to understand that we we got to slow down and do a little bit more digging as opposed to just taking something, reading it and running with it. We, we, to, in order to fully get the understanding, but if nothing else, Eric, could you break down a little bit more preparing the table? Um, if, if you would, and I, this is one time I'm gonna go back and listen. Thank you. I know I said a lot. Hope you, you followed it. No, no, thank you. Uh, first of all, big sis, that's high praise coming um, from you. And so I'm, I'm thoroughly, uh, humbled by by your um your your, your comments. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Tanya, you you you're dead on. Um, that uh because the Bible comes from the context, and this is why I sought to 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 teach from that. It I I understand now, you know, uh, <clears throat> some thirty odd years later, that you know my assignment was to be in that place. Uh, my assignment was to be with that 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 um, man of God. Uh, as he sought to uh, teach me while I was there, I, you know, because I was in the military, I didn't get a chance to visit anything. But one night he did, he he was able, and I, I'm, I'm believe I'm I'm getting to what you're saying, but he was able to take me to the um, Garden of Gethsemane, and you know, because he had credentials of 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 a commander, military commander, I was able to go in there in the night and and just to know the peace and how he began to explain to me. You know the journey of Jesus from the Last Supper to um, 
to the garden and he and and began to tell me that you know when they when they came out the last supper um and they went onto the path to the garden that they passed by the temple doors and in the temple doors there's an engraving of of a vine and and and, and grapes and 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 in one of the gospels Jesus began to explain that I am the vine, you are branches. So even all the way up, Jesus was the master teaching. And he began to tell me that the Garden of Gethsemane uh, is, is not a, 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 a recreational garden, but it's somewhere where Jesus uh, felt at peace at. But it actually was a processing plant, uh, plant, plant for um, olive oils. And he told me that one of the reasons why, you know, um, the, you know, the oil, the oil can be only extracted by the crushing of the grapes. He began to teach me that, you know, in order to receive the anointing, that, that there, there must be a crushing, there must be a, a pressing. And that's the only way that they can, that the oil become. And that was a lesson into itself. But um, so wonderful, man. And um, and you're right. Uh the mindset of a third uh, of a third world, especially back in biblical times, even now, um, the words that we read in the Bible have a different meaning. Uh, one example, um, there's a verse that says, "I have uh, Jacob, I have loved Esau, I have hated." Or if a man hates his mother and his father, you know he, he, he does not hate his mother and father. He, he's not worthy to enter into the kingdom. That word hate. Is, has a different meaning in 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 the Jewish uh, lexicon. Um, Joseph told me a Jewish man could hate oatmeal, but still eat it like three times a week. And I was like, "What? You know what I'm saying?" But he, he, he was telling me it's not the word doesn't mean like we mean it in America, where I hate you, I can't stand you. Hate really means that that's not my preference, but I will still deal with it. But it's not my preference. And so when you look at the word hate like that, it's like, you know, God can hate something, but it doesn't mean that he, he, he won't adore it or he won't he won't um, um, commune with it. It's just not his first choice. So um, but going back to preparing the table, um, as I as I told you the story of how he used that word prepare the table, uh, you have to get in mind the, the, the exercise when he would say that command. His commandos were entered into the house or the compound where the enemy was or where they thought the enemy was, and they would thoroughly inspect that house or that area and clear out anything that would be harmful to the troops that would come in. So that included enemies that might be waiting to ambush, might be booby traps and everything. And so, but the table, the, the process of the table comes from the flatness and the circleness of the of the land which the shepherd would lead the sheep at the mid journey to where they could rest from the sun in safety. <clears throat> so they called that area because it was a plateau, it was flat and it was a lot of times it was circular, they would call that a table. So preparing the table meant making sure that <clears throat> that the perimeter was safe for the sheep. It meant pulling up weeds and meant, meant pulling up things that the sheep may eat that might be poisonous, that might make them sick. And then it meant that as the sheep lay in the relative safety of the shade and the comfort away from the sun, 
that the shepherd stood guard. So that's that's what he 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 was talking about. That David was talking about. That the shepherd does. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. See, the shepherd doesn't clear all the enemy out. Okay, there may be enemies uh, 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 outside the perimeter, but he makes sure that there's no enemies within that table or in that area. So he prepares it before the sheep even come in. So I just took that before we even come into a situation, God has already prepared the table. Okay, he's already made sure that the enemy's not there. He's already eliminated the environment from anything that's toxic to us or anything that can kill us. And so that we can be rested and ensured that as we enter into this uh, uh, area, that we can rest, rest up and get surcreasing and be re-strengthened for the journey back home to the fold. Um, and so um, I, I hope that broke it down. I forgot you had said something else, Tanya, you wanted me to talk about. Oh, yeah, tradition. Tradition. Um, one of the things, uh, and, and the reason why I brought that out, one of the things that, that, that causes sheep to stray is not that because they, they, they don't want to get on the path, is that while eating or ingesting something, they get so focused on that area of eating, and they look for things to eat. Uh, sheep, if allowed to, to graze by themselves, would destroy all the land. So the shepherd has to make sure that, that they, they only eat what, 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 what he's laid out before them or only eat in the area that, he's, uh, that he has them in. But sometimes sheep tend to get so focused on eating that they stray, that they lose, that they lose um, um, sight of where the shepherd, or where the flock is. And so, what I meant by tradition and some of these doctrines, when we when we take part in these doctrines and when we begin to put our belief in these doctrines, it's like we're eating. You know, Christ talks about if you eat my blood and, and, and drink my blood and eat eat of my flesh. Christ is talking about Christ is the Word, and so when we eat. Uh, Christ's flesh, we're eating the word, we're ingesting it, we're putting it in our system. But sometimes we can be so concentrating on eating or, or finding something that's filling, but not, might not be good for us, that, that maybe fills our, our, our sense of needing, fill, uh, fills our, our, our sense of, uh, of wanting to be entertained, or fills our sense of wonder, or whatever, whatever it is, that we lose sight of the direction that, that the flock's supposed to be in. And so it's up for a good shepherd um, to make sure that the flock does not stray. You know, in our churches now, we have under-shepherds. You know, and that responsibility is to your under-shepherd to make sure that the doctrines that are being proposed are stuff that is, are, that, that, that is in line with God's word. It is the under-shepherd's responsibility to, to make sure that his flock are eating the right are eating in the right places and are staying in the right direction. So that's what I meant by by tradition and some of these uh doctors that have popped up in the last five or ten years that sound good, but when you expose them in the light of the Bible, do they line up with in, in the direction which the shepherd is, is 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 trying to get us to? So I hope that answered your question, Aunt Tanya. Eric, that was rich. I just felt like you gave me a whole nother 
side dish to the breakfast you already served like it was second health. That was rich. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Um, yes. Hey, Brother E. Um, hey, everybody. I was just wondering, Yvonne was trying to um, say something, but her phone is muted. I, I was just wondering whoever's on the board, could y'all please unmute her? Can somebody do that? I don't have a. I don't have a computer. I did on. it. I I unmuted it. Her already. I I don't know how that happened, but it's it's unmuted. It happens. It happens, and that's crazy because she got a landline. It happened when I was playing too, um, twice on the prayer thing. But I would love if somebody could to me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know why it does that to the landline. Hey, Yvonne. I'm glad it made you feel good. I'm mad. It, 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 I'm glad it it made you feel safe. Uh, Moni, I didn't catch the last part. He said um, when um, when God. He said when God talks about the lamb. Yeah. That's what I got. Oh yeah. She said yeah. But we would say God and about the lamb. But she, he was talking about the sheep. Yeah. Oh, okay. She said lamb, but she meant the sheep. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Yvonne. Isn't it wonderful that God is the good shepherd, but he is also the yeah. lamb that sins of the world? Mm. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, And what I love about what you said, too, Brother E, when you just was explaining about how the enemy, you said, you know, he... He keep them out of the perimeter, but when I pictured when you were saying that, they could still see us. You know, they could still see you. You know, you can imagine that wolf still seeing you, plotting on how he want to get you. You know what I'm saying? Or, but to know that Jesus, you know, that that our good good shepherd got us covered and we're protected, as long as we just um, keep hearing his voice and stay stay with him. And even though you know we were talking about the 99, you know. And he still goes and get that one, and I just keep on just, I love that. I don't know why I picture that. It does something to my spirit, just hearing how 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 he would not leave not one, you know, and it was just beautiful. I love the declaration, you guys. And Yvonne, she just kept on wanting to say something, so I had to come on and ask um, to get her unmuted. Love you guys. No, that's fine. And you got it right there, Moni. You, you, you got it right there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, the enemy still waits and plots, but we're under the protection and under the uh, uh, protection of the shepherd. As long as, and like you said, as long as we stay in that presence, you, can't, you know, the enemy can't get us. Wonderful. Great insight. Stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Hey, Brother Aaron. 
Yes, ma'am. Um, it's Rochelle again. Um, your share reminded me how um, my mom helped us. It was only my brother and I, um, oh, my little cousin too, but how she, that was her um, go-to to conquer the dark for us. Um, you know, she was like, you're not sleeping in my bed. You go in there and sleep in your own room. Um, and she had this plaque and it was copper. It looked like it could be copper. So it was shiny. So when the moon hit it, that's all you could see. And I remember just laying there and that plaque, you know, that placard, the Psalms 23, just being on the wall. And that's how we learned it. And that's how we knew um, who the Lord was that he keeps us and watches over us through the night. So that's just a reminder. And then from that point, you know, as when I started having children, I would, you know, read that to them. So um, that just brought back so many memories as to how, you know, strategic that um, the word of God is for some, you know, for a lot of us and how, you know, if we keep it before us, it, it will definitely you know, keep us. God is just so sovereign that, you know, he uses things like that, just not for us, but it, it extends and it, 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 you know, it just, it, it hits so many ways. So that was just a reminder. Um, you know, it, it brings back when you get into the Lord and develop a relationship with him, he brings back so many things of how this journey, how we got to this place and why um, some of the traditional things are so um, that we have to hold on to some of those traditions that were imparted in us. That's what got us there. That was, that's what introduced us to who the Lord was. So that just reminded me, and I just want to share that that's how I learned um, that the Lord was my shepherd. Wow, it's a great story, really, really, and 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 bless your bless your mom for for doing that. You know, it's it's it's, it's amazing how how these things are, um, like the Psalm twenty three and the Lord's Prayer, um, the the stories of how we you know how we were taught them and what they mean to us. Uh, uh wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for that, Rochelle. Hey, Anybody else. Um. When Rochelle was speaking, and I, I mean, I, I'm going to cry after I got the call, but it just took me back too, Rochelle. Thank you for that. And when you were talking about traditions too. So for me, my grandmother, my mother, the majority of uh, houses I went to as a child, I don't know if it was a Methodist thing. I don't know. Maybe some of you all had this too. But y'all remember them big old, big old thick Bibles. They were really big. I can remember everybody having Psalms 23 open it was just like displayed on the coffee table or hall table and I, I as I'm closing my eyes I can remember that and so Rochelle just reminded me that was one of the first scriptures for me too in Sunday school and vacation Bible school but my memory is seeing that big old Bible and my mom would probably still have hers but they would keep it open and Psalm 23 would be the the passage so Rochelle thank you for bringing me back to that reminder too so again like you um Tanya said, and everybody said this morning, Brother E, you fed us, and the Lord is our shepherd, and I posted one of my favorite worship songs in the victory room for us all to just listen to on today, so I love you, brother. Love you, too. Yeah, it wasn't just... I remember that, Didi. Yeah, I I had a big Bible, too, and that was the Bible you couldn't touch, yeah. Right. So, bet not, and when you're cleaning up, you better dust around it and move it. (laughs) I know, that's right. Thanks for bringing that memory back, sis. 
Hello, this is Sister hey, this Sylvia is Tanya. again. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, one thing I wanted, I forgot to point out was when you talked about, when you made reference to him watching over his sheep and dark, and, and the uh, analogy of dark places, um, I was the person that was in that crack house and many, many years ago. And I know, I know that I know that I know that even then, he had his hand on me. Even then, he was watching over me. Even then, he knew that was not how my story would end and the plans that he had for me, not to harm me, but for me to prosper. And I know that in that dark place, though I walked through those shadows of death, and it was very dark time, that he always was there with me, no matter what I thought in my darkest moments. So when you said that, that bang, as soon as you said that, it just resonated in my soul how that was me. That was me in that crack house. That's not me today. And he knew that that's not how my story would end. And then he saved me. He pulled me out of darkness. I've, you know, been through recovery for years and been around many, many people, and a lot of people with years and years of recovery. And then there's a lot of us who did not make it that today are not making it. You know, I asked for prayer this morning for a patient that I lost yesterday that I made a connection with and we talked about recovery, alcohol and cirrhosis of the liver and all these things had attacked him, but he was open. He was ready. He had stopped drinking, but his, the damage had already been done and it was irreversible. So I talked to him one day, come back the next day. He's gone. He's gone. So I just wanted to point that out that I just thank God for being that shepherd watching over me, even in my darkest hours. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Sylvia. You hold on to that, too, because the Bible says that's how we overcome, by our testimony. And sometimes when, we, when we're in that dark place, uh, um, <clears throat> because, you know, we don't, we don't never uh, truly come out the dark place. Sometimes we, you know, in, in, in our walk, we, we, may, we may, like I said, we go through seasons, but it's, it's that testimony. God did it before he can, he can do it again. God delivered me, and I can take comfort, and I can take courage, and I can take strength in that, knowing that by the word of my testimony, what God did for me. Not only can we overcome, but as we share our testimony, like you just shared, you give people the tool to overcome their 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 dark places. Yes, thank you for that. And, and he has used, <laughs> he's used me you know, as, as a drug and alcohol counselor. He's used me to reach out to the homeless. He's, you know, he's directed my path over the years. And then look at God now. He's using me as a chaplain intern at Kaiser to be able to speak to people like this man. Even though he passed away, at least he passed away sober. Thank you. Amen. Praise God for that. Thank you. Um, one more, I just have to jump in one more time, Brother Ian. Thanks, you, Sister Sylvia, for um, for saying that. Because even for me, you just took me to remembering that when I was in that crack house, when I couldn't stop using, when I was pregnant, you know what I'm saying, to know that he was with me during them dark times. When I wanted to throw myself in front of that darn car and kill myself because I couldn't stop, to know that he was with me right then. You know, and then when I think back to those times, and I was, and when I remember that feeling in the, the darkness, and just to think back right now, 
to understand that he was right there. He was right there. Oh, God, I thank you. My shepherd was right there. Oh, God, thank you, Lord. Oh, I just, I, ah, I'm so good. I'm so good. Thank Praise you, Lord. He was right there. Thank you, Jesus. I could see him. I could see him. I could, oh, God. Yes, yes. Oh, man, he was right there. And look what yes, he hallelujah. Thank you. The enemy tried to take us out, but he had other plans. Oh, Jesus Christ. God, I'm just so grateful right now. Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm so That's all right. Praise him. Praise him. I'm so grateful right now. God, you're so good. You're so good. God, you're so good. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Thank Hallelujah. You. Bless your name. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Oh, God. Amen. Yes. God, that's that's why we that's why we call ourselves declare victory. You know what I'm saying? That's not just that's not just words that we're saying. That's not just our motto. That is our modus operandi. That's that's how we operate. You know what I'm saying? That's that's our testimony. That's 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 our truism. Declare victory. And I'm so glad, Moni, I'm so glad, Sister Sylvia, Lord, that that, that God was able to de- deliver you and you, you can de- right now declare victory. And we praise God with you. We we celebrate along with you. Ta- uh, I'm I'm sorry, Tanya, did you have something else you wanted to say? I did, but I'm gonna wait to the end. I don't wanna I don't wanna well I know we're almost over, but I don't wanna say it right now. I'll say it before we get off the call. All right, okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say, I was just thinking about when you were talking about uh, how the sheep will eat anything, you know, and how it kind of related to tradition. And made me think about the scripture that dealt with making God, you know, the God having the God as your belly, the God, that, that their God is their belly. And I, I, I went to Philippians 3.17 and it said, brother, join me imitating, join me. Join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. And maybe just think about how Paul said, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. There, many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. And the, and they glory in the, their shame with mindsets on earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, and for it we, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And this description just it just made me think about how, you know, like you said, sheep we're prone to eat anything. You know, so we need the shepherd to keep us in the right place. And so um when we're following traditions, we're not following God, we're following we're following man. But the only way that we can know if we're following traditions is that we have to be uh Stay in the word. We have to, you know, be led by Christ. 
because, you know, by nature, we're gluttons. <laughs> we, we will eat anything. Mm-hmm. So that's what I want to say. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that insight. And I think as T- Tanya taught last Friday, you know, on that path, you know, saying that word is a lamp unto our feet and a light into that path. So God's words, yes, as long as we stay in God's word, um, um, you know, it, it not only tells us where to walk, it shows us uh, 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 where to where to put our feet. It, it, it lightens the pathway. So I just want to encourage everybody, you, you, you know, stay in the word. But there are other, you know, uh, if you have trouble, um, let me tell you, there is uh, Google is amazing now. You you know what I'm saying we have all these resources. Uh, there are YouTube videos and and um, um, make sure that you that you're underneath a, a, a good teacher, um, uh, somebody who's rooted in the word and, and can really um, uh, exegete or or, or um, interpret uh, the word. And you know don't be afraid. This is what I always say too. Don't be afraid to wrestle with the word. I wrestle with the word every day. There, 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 there are things that, that, that are in God's word that I don't completely understand. <clears throat> but like my old bishop used to say, there, there are some words that, that, that can be uh, swallowed. But there's some words that need to be chewed. And so when God tells us to meditate on the word, that's that chewing. So if you find yourself in a particular Bible passage and you know you didn't work, did word search and everything and you still can't quite grasp the meaning or the meaning does just sit and meditate you know what I'm saying and just go to God just reveal to me your word just be intentional about it and 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 sometimes you know the chewing of the word it means to be you know it just has to be broken down so you can digest it better. Um, you know that we we not I don't know everything and 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 the the best pastor the best theologian doesn't know everything that's why we stay in the word that's why we study to show each uh, to show ourselves approved we're always seeking to improve um, we're always seeking to build upon the word we're always seeking um, his word and his revelation in the light of what God uh, has, has intended for us anybody else. Hey, Eric, I'll go ahead and say what I was going to say because we're getting ready to end the call anyway. But Juliet kind of stole my – it wasn't going to be thunder, but she kind of stole <laughs> a little bit what I was going to say. She just said it a lot more eloquently and had a scripture to back it up. I, I just think about us, um, you know, I'm going back to what you said about how that the sheep gets so focused when they're eating that they're not paying attention. And I just see us. Um, or I'll, I'll use me as an example, having been so focused on trying to do the right thing, trying to be that good Christian, trying to be this model of what tradition told us we should be, how long our dresses should be, how how uh, our clothing should not be form-fitting, then I still have issues with that, how, you know, our our hair needs to, you know, w- what makeup we should make, wear, what you know, that our our toes need to be covered, that our, you know, you can only wear clear fingernail polish. And I'm not throwing shade at anybody. I'm just I'm just talking about me, right? So focused on trying to be something 
trying to be good, trying to be that perfect Christian, right? Trying to trying to demonstrate to the world that we are different. At one point, I don't know if they did it in the church that you grew up, the Pentecostal faith that you were under, Eric, but at one point, this is way back in the day, the saints could only wear white. Every Can you imagine as a woman having to wear white every day? Every day. Every day. Everything was white. I remember this. I remember this uh, mother in our church. I love Mother Stanley. Oh, she would set the church on fire. White shoes, white stockings, white dress, white lingerie, because that slip was white. Sometimes she would, you know, it might be hanging a little bit. White coat. I'm telling you, she. That's what she. That's what she came under. Now she was really. She was. This was in the 80s, I believe, and she was like 80 something years old then. So she's been saved a really, really long time. But Mother Stanley, she. Um, that was what they were taught as far as holiness is concerned. But you see what I'm saying? Focus. The focus was on being good, on being holy. Um, not saying that she wasn't, but. That's not where it starts. It doesn't start with the outer appearance. It starts with the inner man, your your heart, your your mind. That's where it starts. I could I could be ratchet, right, with an exclamation part a mark behind my name, and people know I'm ratchet and I wear white all the time, or I wear long skirts. My heart is nasty. You see what I'm saying? It's not so the focus. Not that they, not that they're, you could do, you could wear all white if you want, you know, but the the focus was not on the hearted. The focus was more on the outward man. And I know what they were trying to do. I'm just saying we've backed off from that now, right? We, that's not the case, but um, just, just looking at the, the whole issue about the focus and how we can be focused on the wrong thing. We can also be focused on busy work. So focus on busy work that we're not really getting the word that we need. It's good work. It's good church work. I'm talking about busy work in the church. You know, yeah. the, the the things that need to be done to keep the church in order, the business of the church. And you got to do the business, right? Paul said to be not slowful in business, although I need to, I realize I need to read that scripture <laughs> and I need to fully understand what he meant because we just take it as a Western. Oh my God. But anyway, you get my point. You get my point. Um, so that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, thank you. Yeah, um, you you brought me back with that. Um, um, yeah, you know, I was I was blessed to to, to United Holy Church of America was more moderate, <clears throat> and so uh, because I didn't grow up uh, Kojic, in our church we 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 were we were moderate. Um, we had women pastors, senior pastors who, who ran churches, but I do remember I do remember those things, and it, you know, uh, women not being to wear pants and and yeah. Your shoes, <clears throat> your toes could not be showing. Uh, uh, I remember women having to, um, you know, when you wore dresses, you, you know, you, 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 your arms couldn't be out, had to be by, by the elbow. Uh, you, you, your skirts had to be a certain way. You know the color red um, was was a no-no, red lipstick. But my parents yes, that was Jezebel's color. That's what? Jezebel's color. <laughs> But you know, I I love how my pastor used to say, and and and, and like I say, thank you for for saying that. Whenever he saw a woman already, he said, "Well, she just covered in the blood." So, and to think though, 
when you look at the history, because I've, I've researched the history of the Pentecostal church, which came out of the Methodist church, that at the time the Pentecostal church uh, started, it was very radical. And I heard old, uh, and I used to hear the testimony of old mothers that when the Pentecostal movement first started, they were forbidden by their parents. I, I knew one mother, you said she said to sneak out her window to go to the Pentecostal church because they was considered holy rollers and all that. But yet they were so bound in that tradition and what you can and cannot do. And Tan, you talked about the, the, the you know, <clears throat> the work church. I call that the Mary Martha uh, 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 syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Martha is all doing all this work and Mary sitting at the feet of feet of uh, uh, Jesus, and, and Martha's rebuking Jesus, how come you ain't giving her the work? And, she, and, you know, Jesus saying, Martha, you know, you got you focus on the wrong thing. And I always say this, listen, if we teach our people how to be like Mary, you ain't going to, you won't have to teach them to be like Martha. Cause, cause you, because it's not knowing what to do, it's knowing why you're doing it. And as long as you know the why what you're doing it, then the, then the, then the what to do will come naturally. So I always say that. But but thank you. Um, thank you for that, Tanya. Um, thank you, everybody, for um, for your insight. Thank you for your, um, your comments, your, your compliments. I'm thoroughly humble. Um, I'm pleased that... Um, Somebody learned something and that God was able to use me. So if there's nobody else that has anything to say, we'll pray each other out. Okay, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the journey. Lord, because we know there's joy in the journey. Lord, we thank you, Lord, even for for, for the dark places. Lord, because it makes us able to lean and depend, and it, 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 it compels us to, to look for the presence of the shepherd. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for, for, for the high places, Lord, for the difficult places. Knowing, Lord, that, <clears throat> that there, in, in the times where we can't go any, any further, that you will provide the rest, that you prepare the table before us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for, for, for anointing our heads with oil and, and the healing Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're with us every step of the way, and that you'll be with us in the last mile of the way. And so, Lord, as we as we go forth from this call, whether it be to work or whether it be around the house or whether it be out somewhere else, Lord, Lord, let us be the light shining our way to you. Let us be the salt, Lord, making people thirsty for their ever-living waters. Let us be the image of Jesus, Lord, that somebody may only see. Let us be the Bible that somebody needs to hear. Let us go out and do the commission to go and make the disciples of the nations. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for hearing the prayer requests. Lord, we ask that you bless everyone within the sound of my voice. As we go, let us always remember to follow you and that you will always lead us in the right direction. We pray as we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. All right, everybody. Tonight, Tuesday night, is TNT Bible study. I thoroughly encourage you to 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 get because that's some good teaching right there. Pastor Lavelle, you really know how to break down the word. And so may God go with you and may he keep you safe until we meet each other tomorrow at six thirty. I mean what time is the Bible study? TNT Bible study. What time? It's, it's on this live. What time? Seven? Six o'clock.
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Praying for our 